You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. I'm Liz Dolan. I live in Santa Monica, California with my little dog, Hooper. And right now I'm in the Wondery Studios in West Hollywood, California. Hi, I'm Julie Dolan. I live in Dallas, Texas, but I've lived all over the world. I'm an empty nester and an urban nana. So our sister Leanne is away this week. As we warned you, she's off on some adventures with her uh, her son. But we have some excellent fill-ins, wouldn't you say, Julie? We like... Liz, I think we did okay this week. I think we did do okay. Coming up right after this first segment, we have Katie Couric on the Satellite Sisters. And we could not be happier. We just love right. Katie I mean, Couric. I, I'm surprised. We've, ne- we've never had her on the show before. No, Liz. no. It's, so, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. You know, she's working on a bunch of new things that we just think are great. So who doesn't love Katie Couric? We love Katie Couric. So we have Katie. We're going to talk to Katie about her new TV show, about her new podcast, and about her life generally because uh, we have always followed along with uh, Katie's um, goings on. But then, uh, you know, like as if that's not enough. No, have, this is like the bonus round, Liz. Yep. The bonus round, Julie, you invited Sheila and Monica to join us in the final segment. So we're going to get the latest. This is our sister Sheila and our sister Monica. They're going to fill us in on what's going on in their lives. Yep. And- Should be good, Liz. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're elusive. It's not easy to track those two down. I know. But we have them here and, and they've got some news. So it's going to be exciting. <laughs> they do. Actually, especially Sheila has a major family announcement to make. That's all we're going to say. More on that later. But first, you've got a story about, you know, some things going on at your building. (laughs) I have one going on at my building. And then we have two things happening out there in the world that we are highly suspicious of. Highly suspicious. Okay. All right, Liz, but can we start with torment first? Because uh, that's my that's my week. Torment. Uh, I, I have some I have some torment. I'm being tormented by a plastic water bottle. Okay, here's the background. Now, as you know, and because I've complained about it on the podcast before, uh, I have new neighbors behind me who are building a house, a lovely house. And uh, this past week, they they completed, the roofers just completed uh, one of those nice metal seamed roofs that you see on the show, HGTV show, Mm -hmm. Fixer Upper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, sure. Those really good. So, well, when the roofers were up there building that, um, building that, the nice metal seam roof, right at the peak of the roof, um, uh, apparently a roofer stopped, paused, and wanted to have a bottle of water because it's hot here in Texas roofing. Uh, so he had a bottle of water and then he lodged the empty water bottle right into the peak of the roof of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, the roofers have completed their job, Liz. They have moved on. Uh, they're they're not on the work site anymore. Uh, but guess what's still there? This the water plastic bottle. water bottle. It's like sticking out of the roof of the house. Now, I, I don't have a big backyard, Liz, but you know I have a little backyard. But mm-hmm. it is my little bit of paradise. It is it is where I go to relax. I like to sit outside. Now, when I go outside, the only thing I can see is that. <laughs> That water bottle, okay? And the thing is, you cannot see this water bottle from the front of the house. I have walked around their building site. And so the owners of this house are never going to see this water bottle. The only (laughs) people that are seeing the water bottle are me and my husband. And Liz, we have weather here in Dallas. We have hail. We have high winds. We have rain. Nothing is moving that water bottle. I think you're going to need a tornado. You're going to need just one good tornado will take care of that problem. (laughs) It is that short, but that's the thing about a metal seamed roof, Liz, and that's why they're so popular is because they're 25 year roofs They, you know, these are the best. They don't blow off. Okay, so that bottle is going to be there forever. And I just I'm having a hard time. Well, just having a hard time with it, Liz. This whole project next to you seems to be giving you a hard time because last week or the week before, uh, it was that they were cutting your internet service. 
Yeah, right? I, I can't speak of that anymore, Liz. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot, because there have been developments there, but I wasn't going to complain on the show. But then when the water bottle situation developed, I just had to bring it back to the Satellite Sisters. So maybe the water bottle, maybe that's a time for some kind of anonymous note in the mailbox. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, like or not even anonymous. Like, hey, you probably can't see it, but you know, it can just be a friendly note. Hey, <laughs> or okay. you can wait for the tornado. I feel like those are your two choices. Okay, friendly right. note or tornado. So noted. Okay, so you know the issues at my building. I live with um, with some crazy people. Yes. yes well, Liz, you know, we have a let's just call it dysfunctional homeowners association. Yes, you do, and that's why I often call it HOA. H-E double hockey sticks, because just even the simple things in my building seem to go poorly because of just the there's just a negative vibe between the neighbors. So I mentioned on last week's show that I was leaving for the week and that they were going to start painting my building. And in an effort, I guess, to avoid any future fistfights about what color the building was going to be, there was no meeting or or uh, notification of what co- color the building was going to be. That is incredible, Liz. <laughs> that, that is just incredible because, you know, that's pretty much a fundamental thing. Like, well, yes. what color are you going to paint it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I guess they decided that because it wasn't going to be a radical change that, but we didn't know that, but that it wasn't <laughs> going to be a radical change. They would just go with it. So when I drove home the other day, you know, I drove up to Oregon and back and, you know, it's a long drive coming home. It's like 14 hours. They stopped halfway, whatever. But I got kind of excited the last mile or so because I'm like, wow, I'm going to turn that corner and, <laughs> and I'm going to find out what color my building is. And so um, here's the, uh, the good news is oh, gosh, that the, the white building is still white. They okay, just painted it like a nice fresh white. Um, okay. The bad news, which I thought was fine, but like more on this, as I turned the next corner the wall in the front that had previously been um, cinder blocks that were painted yeah. kind of a yeah, brick it was, it was red. A brick, yeah. brick sort of nondescript wall. Yes, yeah. but it was brick red. That's now a sage green, and oh. which, which I kind of liked because other trim on the building is, is that green. So they, yeah. so they decided let's like make it work together a little bit more. So I'm thinking, well, okay, well, that actually happened without any uh, drama at all. This is great. Oh, no, Julie, because, of course, last night I was taking Hooper out for a walk. The elevator doors open in the garage and boom, neighbor is there. Boom. The first thing neighbor wants to do is engage me on a debate on the color of the wall in front of the building. And, you know, I'm like, well, I like it. And this particular neighbor was glad that I liked it. Oh, oh, then I'll be on her team. Because there are people... You're on the green team, Liz? I'm on the green team. I'm on the green team. Apparently, there's a red team, or at least one person on the red team. So even something as simple as that, like, let's make different parts of the building match, that did not go well. But then... (laughs) Today, oh my God, today is the day that they we got word that we all have to move our cars out of the garage that's under the building because they yeah. will st- they are going to start painting the garage. And there are kind yeah. of three sections. We all have to be out today. And then for the rest of the week, allegedly, what we're supposed to do is if you're in the front, you have to be out on Wednesday. If you're in the middle, you have to be out on Thursday. If you're on the end, you have to be out on Friday. Again, this should all work. Except there was a line in the email that we got sent that if people would like to negotiate spaces in another section of the parking garage rather than parking on the street, they would just leave that to the neighbors to talk amongst yourselves and make the best decisions. And Uh I was like... You know how much a chance there is that that's going to happen? Like zero chance. You have no coordination or cooperation in that bu- <laughs> no, building. No, You're and, lucky to get in and out of there alive, yeah. Liz. You know, so, that's the way I feel about it. So that's the drama. The whole thing should be over in two weeks. I'm just going to park down the block as far as I can for the rest of the week. And sooner or later, it's all going to be over. And we'll just have to find something else to fight about. Uh, okay. so, so that's the latest. <laughs> okay. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. (laughs) By the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. 
That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. From their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Well, there, that's two cheery stories about <laughs> about our weeks and our living environments. So let's move on to s- suspicious things, yes. Liz. Mm-hmm. I, this caught my eye. And normally we uh, we, we might not like talk about this right off, but I I just feel because this is really a warning needs to go out because we're entering the season when, you know, there are a lot of weddings, graduations, family celebrations, family reunions. And I am just, I'm more than suspicious. I'm a little alarmed. I wanted to alert you to the possible looming danger of when you're attending one of these events that something like what happened that was reported in the New York Times uh, in their wedding section this past week, apparently Lindsay Morris and Stefan Mushin innocently were attending their niece's wedding. Uh-huh. And at the at their niece's wedding, there was a tattoo artist that was and he was available at the reception. And well, you know, one thing led to another, and after a few uh, few drinks, it seemed like a really fun idea for Lindsay and Stephen to get some tattoos right oh at the wedding God. reception. Oh my God! So okay. this is the new photo booth. The tattoo artist is the new it photo is. booth. It is instead of giving out almonds or handmade soap as some kind of wedding favor. This is a thing where people hire tattoo artists. You know, uh, one guy is you can you know he's like twelve hundred dollars. He comes for four hours and he'll tattoo as many guests 
as he possibly can in four hours. Usually they have a limited set of designs, Liz, like maybe only five or six different designs for the wedding reception or family reunion. Uh, and they try to stick to legs and arms. They don't do chests during, uh, <laughs> not yet. That anyway. would just be too much. That's okay. okay. Tattoos in general and, are okay, but bare chest, no. Okay. And okay, I'll admit it. I'm pretty anti-tattoo, but but even but you know I admire tattoos on other people, but it just seems to me a, like a really bad combination to be at a wedding reception or a party where there's alcohol and a tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are permanent, pretty much. <laughs> yes. I mean, I've been to parties or events where they have the you know the fake tattoos, which are fun for a day yeah. or two while you have them on your body, but to to wake up the next morning. <laughs> Morning. And what if you like, what? I don't know. Do you put like the couple's name? Do you feel well, forced you could, to do you could something? Do that. I mean, you have four or five choices. So I'm sure one of them would comm- commemorate the couple. Yeah. But what if, you know, I don't know. What if the couple doesn't stay together, Liz, you know, or <laughs> I don't know. Then you're. You still got that tattoo, you know, yeah. you just were going to a wedding reception, you know, it okay. just seems like you, you try to get in and get out, you know, just right. without, just without a tattoo. Leave but, the gift and go home unmarked on your body in any way. Right. Right. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you have always been very anti-tattoo. I have and, been anti-tattoo, Liz, but uh, so I'm just suspicious of this. I just want to put this alert out to other satellite sisters you know, just just be on the lookout. I mean, if you want to get a tattoo, it should be a thoughtful process. That's yes. all I'm saying. Liz. Yeah, the you social know? pressure here is, is, I think, really what the problem is. That, like, prove how much you love the couple kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are suspicious of tattoo artists at weddings. And then number two thing, the story that I saw that I'm very suspicious about, this is the the Uber Flying Taxi Project, Julie. Have you well, read about I, I this? I don't know anything about this, no. Okay, no. well, I wish I didn't know anything about it. Because <laughs> here's what's happening to our lives now. I mean, again, we've talked about Uber before. My hang-up with Uber um, or Lyft or any of them is that lots of times the people that come pick you up, they're just not very good drivers. They're kind of, they might be Correct. really good at what their real job is. You know, many uh-huh. of them are like medical students or, you know, moms who are trying to make or some money in between. Like drop, right. People who need a second income. I get it. And I love you guys for trying. But if you don't know your way around Los Angeles, it really doesn't do me any good. And it seems like they're constantly driving around just looking at the little GPS on their phone instead of looking out at the roads of, that we're on. And so I just it's the quality of the driving that I've had an issue with. So this is why the new ride-hailing service that Uber is calling on-demand aviation has me even more concerned. Because if the basic drivers of the basic cars on the basic roads are not top-notch, where are they going to get all these people to drive these flying cars? So (laughs) the idea is that Uber wants to make vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. So the, the flying cars will be able to just take off and land vertically. You kind of get Just like that. the Jetsons. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, and that they'll be, uh, it will be in kind of a low orbit. Uh, so just imagine looking over your head in one of these test neighborhoods and seeing just a lot of little Uber cars flying around. I don't mean to sound like a total Luddite. I mean, I know that we've made a lot of stupid predictions on Satellite Sisters over the yeah. 17 mm-hmm. years that we've been doing this show like we did not believe in things like twitter youtube youtube we <laughs> YouTube, thought that we was thought was ridiculous a complete bust <laughs> but oh. anyway i'm just imagining the skies with the flying cars from uber piloted by who knows who again you know probably a very nice third grade teacher trying to earn a few, <laughs> a few extra bucks Right. Which I don't do not. I would just like to pay teachers more. That's what I would like to do. Instead of making teachers drive and drive an Uber or a flying Uber, let's just pay the teachers more so they don't have to have a second job. Amen to that. Yep. So we have the now these Uber cars all over flying above our heads. And then we're also going to have all the Amazon drones delivering packages (laughs) up there. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane in the skies. Yeah. Yeah. So Uber is partnering with NASA on this because guess what? They, they figured out that they are going to need to develop traffic systems for the flying cars. 
for, and it's what, okay, so they signed something with NASA for the development of what they're calling unmanned traffic management. So does that mean the flying cars have no people in them? They're oh, yeah, un- yeah I, I'm sure they'll have robots, Leon. Uh, Liz, <laughs> not Leon. Sorry, Liz. I know, it's hard without Leon here. I the, know, I miss her. I miss okay, her little yes. sister. Okay. Okay, so they're unmanned. Okay. I don't know if that's better or worse. So we don't have the third grade teachers flying over our heads, but now we just have all these unmanned vehicles with people in them. I'm suspicious, Julie. I just want to go on record. They hope to start testing this in 2020. That's only two years from now. Okay. It seems like a long way to go in two years. So okay, you better see. stay in your building, but that's not exactly <laughs> safe. And I can't stay in my backyard anymore, Liz. It's too, it's too tormenting. Okay, well, from Uber Air, I can imagine you would get a really good view of that water bottle. You could take you could take some aerial photos from your Uber Air. Okay, and then that's big thinking. And then put those in your neighbor's mailbox so that they could see. Okay, I think we solved your problem, but not till twenty twenty. So you might you might get a good solid tornado before them to dislodge that. Anyway, okay, a couple of things we're suspicious of. We're going to move on with today's show. Uh, we have the the wonderful Katie Couric coming up next. And then near the end of the show, we have Sheila and Monica paying us a visit. Uh, but first, here are a couple of messages from some of the sponsors who support our show. So thanks for supporting them. This is Liam. So joining us on okay. the phone right now, joining us is a woman who is such a solid gold satellite sister that I really can't believe you've never been on the show before. Katie Couric, welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. Hello, sisters. I can't believe I've never been on the show before either. I don't think you've ever asked me. I know. Or I don't know. Intermediaries, Katie. Let's, let's just talk sister to sister from now on. And my sister Julie is on the line from Dallas. Julie, can you hear us both? Hi, ladies. Hey. Hey, Katie. <laughs> hey, Katie. You know, this seems like such a great time in your professional life. We just love America Inside Out on Nat Geo. We're going to talk some more about that. Your podcast, very cleverly called Katie Couric, is a pleasure. I know. How original. <laughs> and you even got to do the opening ceremony of the Olympics again this year, Katie. We loved seeing you there. Aw, thanks. It was fun. So... Are you having as much fun right now as we think you are? Because you really seem to be enjoying life. I am. You know, I I have to say it's been really exciting for me to do sort of these projects. And sometimes, truth be told, I do miss being in the middle of this insane news cycle. And other times, I think after a week, my head would explode covering sort of the soap opera that is this administration and all the drama and and insanity, honestly. I've never seen anything like it. But um, having said that, the, you know, the ability to pick and choose projects and most recently to go deep in my Nat Geo series and really get out in the country and talk to people and see America, I realized you just don't see that on television anymore. I it's know. all yeah. talking heads, punditry. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an opinion and it's all in a studio. And I think there's that's one of the reasons that people feel alienated from the national media. They don't feel that anyone is talking to them, and most importantly, anyone is listening to them. Yeah, so for those of you that haven't watched yet, you know, on Nat Geo, Katie's new series, America Inside Out, each episode focuses on a different story. Muslims in America, your brain on tech, which we want to talk about, gender inequality. But in each of them, you really do get out of the studio and go talk to real people, which, by the way, you are excellent at, Katie, correct? Well, thank you. You know, (laughs) I'm insatiably curious about many things. I think... um, I try to be and want to be respectful of different points of view. I think people woke woke up to me uh, or with me comfortable talking to me. I think they trust that I'll, um, you know, treat them and open with an open heart and an open mind. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, that's, that's one of the, that's the relationship I think I've established through, my many years in in television with the with an audience, so yeah, for sure. I think it it all comes sort of full circle in this series. I mean, for me, the episode on tech addiction struck a little too close to home. But Julie, I know you particularly wanted to ask about that episode, which is called "Your Brain on Tech." 
Yeah, it's great. What I love about America Inside Out is it that you have so much content in the show, Katie. I mean, it, this these are really big ideas, big thoughts you're talking about. But at the same time, the show also seems to have a lot of personality. And in that Tech Edition show, you didn't actually say the word ick when you were talking to that startup company that was making the sex robots. <laughs> but when you had to yeah. like have your date, your lunch date with the sex robot, uh, you just conveyed what all of us were thinking. Yeah, like, ew. (laughs) And do you think that's the highest and best use of those men and women's engineering talents? That's really what I wanted to ask. Clearly, um, I think it's super weird, um, but I also think there's probably so much deviant, bizarre behavior that goes on that we have no idea about but um yeah but but yeah what can i say it's not it's not my jam but uh one in four men say they'd be willing to have sex with a robot in the next 50 years so what do we know girls (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i mean so you bring all of that to the show i mean it's very you know it there it's you've got a lot of content very thought-provoking but at the same time, you know, you bring your lightness and your approach to it, which is which is which is great. And I wanted it to be very accessible. You know, these are complicated concepts. The one, uh, my sixth one, is on political correctness and sort of this new vernacular on college campuses, from safe spaces to microaggressions to trigger warnings to no platforming to cultural appropriation. You know, the people are looking at the world through a very different lens than when I was coming of age or when I was in college. And I think there's a big generational divide when it comes to a lot of these topics. So, you know, just as I did in gender, trying to understand this changing paradigm of gender identity, I'm trying to understand this, these cultural shifts that we're witnessing so that they don't divide us, but we can talk about them and appreciate a new perspective on, on how we interact with the world and how we talk about people. Uh, Katie, I couldn't agree more in your Age of Outrage, the one that's going to air um, this week. Um, I I actually, I had kind of a negative view about what safe space was and all of those terms. But I thought when you were interviewed those students at Northwestern and the way you did it, and you can see the students' sincerity around these issues and these terms and what it means to them. It really enlightened me. You know, I was really surprised because I think I had a more negative view about that whole political correctness discussion. But I really learned a lot in this episode. I, oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I think part of the problem is, you know, I had, a, I had sort of strong opinions, but I also realized the way these things are discussed in the media uh, with very little nuance and uh, kind of catchy headlines that make that that sort of stimulate uh, you know stimulate outrage in the readers that's that they're often portrayed in a very black and white way where they're much more complicated and sometimes I'd read an article from a legitimate outlet and I'd be like oh yeah and then I I would talk to the people and they would say oh we were completely misrepresented and I, I hope that these hours allow for some nuance and yeah. some sort of a, a, a layered understanding of some of these issues. Because when you hear an African-American student from Northwestern talk about being asked by your professor, you know, we're talking about blackface. I want to give you a heads up. You mm-hmm. know, of course, all these things. And then you understand, well, that was a thoughtful thing for that professor to say to her and hopefully... We have a lot of professors. I guess where it gets too much is when the pendulum swings too far and right. we start, we start uh, you know, kids aren't allowed to learn about something because they're so easily offended. But I honestly believe those situations don't happen that often. But when they do, they get so much attention that it makes you feel like, oh, this is a really bad thing. Where, right. like any situation, there can be extremes and it can be taken too far. 
right. Right. No, yeah, I thought exactly. It did- in the episode, you yeah, you show some of the extremes at the Reed College demonstrations, which got a lot right. of national attention. But I'm with Julie, your thoughtful discussions. And I also like the way you define some of these terms that we hear now in the lexicon. But if you're a grown up and it's been a while since you've been in college, you don't necessarily know what people mean when they say it. So like no platform. Right. No platforming. I didn't really know what that meant, Katie. So thank you for the, the well, description of that. You're yeah. welcome. For the vocabulary lesson, well, you know, I, I hadn't heard of no platforming. I have heard of speakers being sort of shut down, shut out, disinvited. And I always thought, oh, come on, like Christine Lagarde, are you serious? Con- you know, Condoleezza Rice. And I, I do think, you know, I mean, I can see the point that a lot of people make. You know, Adam Carolla saying essentially the inmates are running the asylum when it comes to the fear and trepidation that's put in the heart of some of these college administrators. You know, those are their clients. They're paying a lot of money. But, you know, I I think sometimes you've got to put your foot down and say, hey, don't come here if you're expecting this. Right. On the other hand, I can see why in developing a diverse student body and making all students feel, you know, that is it's an inclusive environment, that there are things that need to be done to foster that atmosphere. So, you know, I come I come out of these hours, except for, I think, the Confederate statue and iconography mm-hmm. one. Right. I come out of most of these hours, and wait, well, I don't know, just a couple of them, white anxiety and um, not so much gender equality either, because I don't think there are two sides of that issue. But I, I do come off like thinking, okay, well, that's, that's a valid point. And yeah. I really wanted these to be a springboard for further discussion and conversation. And, you know, I've been very gratified to hear people are watching them. Like some friend of mine runs an office in Boston and said people are organizing their lunch hours and they're watching the episodes and they're having conversations about it. And that that is just music to my ears. I just am so grateful that they're resonating with certain people who want to understand and and have a greater perspective and better context before they spout out on social media, you know, their opinions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, one of our mantras on Satellite Sisters is not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. And so much of this show is just about the power of really talking about things. And I think you really bring that spirit to um, to America Inside Out. So we'll put in the show notes how people can watch. Some of the episodes have already run, but you can see them on the Natio website and on Hulu and Facebook and YouTube. So if you haven't seen Katie's episodes, we really, really recommend. Okay, so now... Uh, we, thank you, ladies. <laughs> so now we want to talk a little bit about your podcast, because welcome to the freedom of podcasting. <laughs> it's real, It really can be Katie Unleashed. Are you loving the uh, no hair and makeup part of it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that is the best part, no doubt, except when I have to take a picture and put it on social media. I'm like, mother of God, why didn't I put the mascara on? But, Nobody um, looks but, good yeah. in headphones, Katie. It's impossible. <laughs> if I could just put the headphones on my face, I'd be fine. But, um, you know, maybe you could went the other way. But, you know, it's really fun, I think. You know, and what's very interesting to me, I think, is these media geniuses are trying to figure out what resonates with an audience. I love the fact that people want to be engaged with long, long form conversation. Yeah. You know, my daughter carries 22 and she listens to the daily and she listens to podcasts. And, um, you know, I think people are hungry for, for more, at least smart people are. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, we've been doing we've been doing Satellite Sisters as a podcast for 10 years. And it's only wow. really been Yeah. Yeah, we've been at this for a while. And We're podcast pioneers, Katie. Perhaps <laughs> you didn't know that. You are. I was going to say you girls are on the cutting edge. I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, and it's but, but we really do enjoy the kind of looseness of the conversation you can have in this format, even versus, you know, we used to be on regular terrestrial radio. But podcasting is where the action is, Katie. But, Julie, I know you had a favorite episode of Katie Couric's podcast that you okay. specifically yeah, Katie, wanted to ask Katie, really, about. honestly, your interview with Martha Stewart blew my mind. <laughs> it blew our minds. I mean, Why? You, that was soup to nuts that you covered everything with her you know and uh i mean you even even the discussion 
you know, the discussion of her de- of her day that Sunday where she gets up, oh she God. smokes. She smokes salmon for her uh, for her household help. <laughs> you suggest serving dill sauce with the smoked salmon, which of course was wrong, and she chastised you <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. I'm sure. Right? I'm sure. But but even and, the discussion, I, I have never I, heard any discussion where Martha is talking about her prison experience and you got her to talk about it in a way that was so personal and and you can see that it uh, it is, you know, it is still a giant thing for her, and uh, but you did it in a sincere and respectful way. I mean, that it was there was everything in that podcast. The thing I love about Martha Stewart is she is absolutely unapologetic about being Martha Stewart, right? And you know, I love that that you know, of course, you know, she's got so many incredible sort of lifestyle uh, experiences and the way she lives and the way she gathers eggs. And, you know, it's not, it's not phony baloney. It's totally who she is. And she, I think has no pre pretenses about seeming pretentious. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. You know, and, and I think it's not pretentious because I think this is who she is. And I did laugh because I, I, I think I told the story on the podcast, podcast how I gave her a matrix award and I wrote a poem for her yes and uh she was so funny when I did that poem one of the things I didn't want to talk about on the podcast was after I presented this award to her with this very clever poem I'm I might if I do say so myself (laughs) she said Katie would you know what pancetta was if it weren't for me would you know what Bruce Bruschetta, Bruschetta, is that how you say it, is if it weren't for me. And I had to laugh because, you know, there again, she was basically, you know, uh, dressing me down in her very Martha way, of, <laughs> of, uh, which I loved. And, you know, I asked her about dating. I asked her about all kinds of things. And I really appreciated how candid and, as I said, open and un- unapologetic she was about all of it. But, that was a really fun. That was a really fun podcast. I'm glad you liked that one. Well, I appreciated it when she said to you that you are more attractive than you used to be. <laughs> I thought, you know, our sister Leanne had listened to that too. She's like, "Oh my God, that is just peak Martha. That's it. You got right? it. Nobody does it better than Katie Couric. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on Satellite Sisters. We are listening to your podcast." called Katie Couric, and we are watching America Inside Out on Nat Geo. So thank you well, so much. You guys, well, maybe you'll come on my podcast at some point. Brian and I would love to, to chat with you both, and I'd love to talk to, your, to you about your experiences at Nike and, yes. you know, about gender inequality and sort of uh, get your observations. That would be really fun. I would be delighted to do that. Nothing would, yes, we would, we're ready. We're standing by. Whenever you need us, yep, Katie, okay. now you know where to call. <laughs> We've got our microphones, Katie. We're ready to go. Okay. It's so nice, so nice to talk to both of you. Thank you for, A, watching the show, B, liking the show, and C, telling your listeners about the show. You are so welcome. Katie Couric, Solid Gold Satellite Sisters, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, Bye. Okay, Julie, well, that's a career highlight. I'm sorry Leanne was not here to join us talking to Katie Couric because she loves her too, but that was super fun. She's the best. She is the best, Liz, and she's right. I mean, when you think about her career and how just people trust her. Yes. And she can ask questions and listen to answers in ways that – that most people can't. And she's, you know, she is still bringing it every day. So she, that was awesome to talk to her. It was great. Okay, speaking of bringing it, coming up next, our sister Sheila and Monica, a rare appearance back on Satellite Sisters. We are... We are back with two more special guests. Now, these are two guests that you might know a little bit better if you're a longtime listener. Our sister, Monica Dolan, uh, lives in Portland, Oregon, and she is a medical researcher. And our sister, Sheila Dolan, lives in South Pasadena, California, and she is a tutor. And we invited them here while Ian's away. We thought this would be a good time to find out what's going on in their lives. Welcome, Sheila. Welcome, Monica. <laughs> Thanks. Great to be here. Uh, so I have a little assignment this summer. I don't know if I told you guys about this. 
No. Oh, what's going on, so, Monica? Well, our cousin Mary is moving to Portland this summer. She has accepted a teaching position at Portland State, and she lives in Kansas, so it's pretty far away. Um, she's been to Portland many times, but it's a pretty major move for her. Yeah. New job, new state, new part of the country. So I have been acting as her relocation liaison <laughs> this summer. Okay. Monica, are you qualified in this area to assist in relocation? Well, I believe I am because I've lived in Portland for about 30 years. So I feel like I have a good handle on the cities. Now, I'm not going to say I'm an expert at relocation, but it's actually been very fun for her. So I've been on a lot of scouting trips, looking at neighborhoods. Now, before she she came out here once to sort of drive around and get a feel for things. But we had many conversations about what part of town I thought would be good for her. Um, you know, I was just thinking the same thing. If I were moving to Kansas, I wouldn't know where to live. <laughs> right. 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 Monica, I've had to move to a lot of strange places and it's really overwhelming when you have, you know, you move to a, a new city, you don't know wh where's a good place to live, what, you know, where you want to live. Everything looks so different than probably it does in Kansas. So there's a lot of orientation that needs to go on. Right. And when you look at pictures online of houses or parts of town, you don't know if it's good. So uh, she here's her requirements. She I thought she was just going to move and get an apartment, but she needs a house. Uh, she needs to rent a house with a yard for her dog and she has three children and they'll be kind of, they're in college now, they'll be kind of visiting. So it, it's once you plug in a dog to those like <laughs> Zillow rental searches, yeah, yeah. Your, your choices go down. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling right. you right now. Mm -hmm. So, and she also wants like a high walkability score for the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm. She, okay. Yeah, she wants to be able to walk to shops and coffee shops and the store and stuff like that. So Even every... in the pouring rain? Does she know it's going to be pouring rain all the time? <laughs> she does, Liz. She's been here many times, so she does know about the rain. I did warn her about the rain. Um, so she goes on Zillow, Craigslist. I've been doing the same thing. And we sort of pick out houses for the week. And then I do a lot of drive-bys. Mm -hmm. I drive by the house. I send her an email with my pros and cons. I have been shooting some short videos. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, you are full service. <laughs> uh, uh, short videos of places I think that are good. I try to like get around in the backyard. It's just been really fun because I am exploring parts of Portland that I am not familiar with. I am going far afield, but I am looking for things like access to public transportation, stores nearby, you know, checking out what the neighbor's houses look like. Cause that's always important. Uh, when you, when you go look at houses and I'll tell you some of those pictures on Zillow, they've cleaned those rental houses up pretty well. <laughs> <Yeah. in the> <laughs> <laughs> they've removed all of the trucks and the boats that are in the front yard like that. <laughs> exactly. Liz, or the, the pictures are taken strategically. There was one house that looked fantastic and I drove out there and it was literally like 10 yards from a major highway. So <laughs> the backyard was, a freeway, but you don't see that in the pictures on Zillow. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, she's going to come here in June for a week, and we're really going to get down to business and go look inside these houses, and she's going to, you know, find one and rent it for July. So it, it'll be fun. Very, very fun. So, the, so I've been busy doing that. You I'm know what's so great about that, Monica, is that, you know, you and Mary were very close when we were kids because Mary's yeah. like your age. She was your opposite number in our cousin's family. So it's nice that you and Mary are going to be back together again. It is. It's great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Very excited about that. And she must really trust your judgment, too. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, well, again, having moved a lot and, you know, you talk to real, 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 real estate agents and relocation experts and, you know, they may like something, but you don't know, you know, you don't know if you're going to like it, but you know Mary so well and you know what she would like and what she wouldn't like. And if you say 
thumbs up or thumbs down to a place, she can trust trust that judgment. Monica, that's an invaluable service you're providing. (laughs) I I see a cottage industry, Monica, on the weekends. (laughs) Cottage industry would be a good name for that business, Sheila. Oh, my gosh, Liz. I can't believe I just said that. I am brilliant. I am brilliant. Now, I I will have to tell you, last weekend, I called a rental agent to look inside a house that she's interested in. And the rental agent said to me, well, you know, the only time I can show a house is like is five o'clock on Sunday evening. Oh, that's a that's the worst time for you, Monica. Yes, you, you are shutting down and the <laughs> doors are closed that everything is shutting down for you at that time. Exactly, Sheila. So I got in the car. I agreed to meet her at five. And on the, of course, I was going to be a half an hour early on the way over there. She texted me and she said, I'm running late. It's going to be more like seven. Oh, oh forget oh, it. no. No. Seven is a no-go on Sunday <laughs> evening. So I texted Mary. I said, I'm sorry. I'm nice, but I'm not that nice. I'm not 7 o'clock on a Sunday evening nice. So I'm going to try again this weekend for a better time to get inside that house. But, yeah, that's been my assignment. Very good, fun. Good job, Monica. Very good job. Woo! That- um, and okay, so and what are your plans for the summer when you Mary when Mary does show up? Are you two just going to do house house hunting all summer, or do you have uh, some fun plans as well? Oh uh, well, I have a long weekend in Bend with my traveling nurse pals. We're doing a reunion weekend. Uh, Mary wasn't a traveling nurse, so she won't be coming to that. Um, and then Julie, you'll be excited about this. Just learned about this on Friday surprise trip to new orleans next week <gasps> how fun oh. yeah well, and monica we should we should explain that i lived in new orleans uh uh lynn came and lived with me for a while in new orleans monica you came as a traveling nurse to new orleans so it is a city that we both know really well and love very much so how great monica what will you be doing in new orleans well i have to go for a meeting but i'm staying over the weekend so i'm trying to like map out now my Three perfect days in New Orleans. <laughs> you know, I just love that city and love to visit there. So I'm super excited about it. So I just found out about it yesterday that I was going to go. So Ooh. Ooh. good report, Monica. Yeah, you have to really plan so you can eat the maximum amount of food while you're in New Orleans. Yeah, that's what it, you really have to plan carefully on that. So that's good. You have some advance notice. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sister Sheila, what's new with you? What's been Oh, new? well, you know, I love this time of year because mother, my Mother's Day gifts come from Ruthie. And I have to tell you, she is just the best gift giver. Really, uh, I have in the past gotten, well, she mainly sends me moisture masks. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've been getting moisture masks for several years now, and I'm wondering, the moisture mask stopped this uh, year uh, uh, maybe it maybe it's too late for the right, she's mask. just given up <laughs> has her. she moved on to another beauty category well she's actually ruth has always been into electronics and is very forward in that area i remember when she first gave me my eye what is the little i can't remember iPod. ipod when i got my first ipod now, this year, I got some very, very interesting technology from Ruth. In addition to beautiful coasters, right? I love coasters. I know, Sheila. You you do love coasters. And uh, you can't have enough coasters, right? And you, you insist on coasters at all I, times, which I, I admire, Sheila. And I like that, yes. And I also received a beautiful Jonathan Adler candle mm. in, br- in bright yellow, mm, which okay. is uh, not my color, but it offsets all the blue I have in my home. So blue and yellow, very, very nice. A grapefruit candle. Uh, I also received a new nail polish, a neutral nail polish. Uh, she really does give all these gifts for Mother's Day. Uh, yes. This is really quite, this is quite a bounty, Sheila. I know, non-formaldehyde uh, nail polish. But the real key item here is the technology she sent me. Ruth sent me something called a tile style. Are you familiar with this? No. Okay. 
It is the elegant and powerful accessory that helps you find your things. Oh, well, I've seen I, the ads for that. There's the little squares that you attach to like your keys or your phone so you yes. don't lose them. Or if you do lose them, there's a tracker. Yes. Okay. So it's be- I have no. I had no idea what it was. I started reading about it. Now uh, it's beautiful. It's it's very special. And I always always lose my things. I lose my debit card probably once a day. I don't know about you, but I <laughs> no, lose. No, I don't lose mine once a day. <laughs> it seems I, like, I a like a lot. I lose my debit card. Uh, for instance, right before I got online with you, I caught up to go look for my glasses and they were on my face. All right. So <laughs> well, that I, I've done Sheila. I relate I, to that. Now I think it would be really, really sad if I had to attach my tile style to my glasses. <laughs> that would not look good, but you can attach it to your keys, to your, uh, whatever. But the, here's the thing. It, it, it involves getting an app, Monica, uh, an extra app on your phone. And you know how much I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And it involves some setup. Mm-hmm. Now, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth said she could help me with the setup. But the tile style is, I, I think, a, and you can set it louder, louder. You can <laughs> set it on the loudest setting you need. And I'm excited about it. You ring it, you find it, right? Okay. It, <laughs> How many of these do you think you're going to need? Like how many items will you be tile styling? Liz, that is the thing. I need so many of these right now. (laughs) I need it for my keys. I need it for my purse. Uh, I need it for my myself. I feel like I should attach one just to my body and say, where am I now? Um, So I don't know what's next. The um, maybe next year I'll get the, uh, the, the new Jiggerbug phone <laughs> with the <laughs> with the big numbers. Here. With, the, with, the, the one we gave mom and dad. Yeah. The new so flip phone do. with the extra large numbers. So yeah. I do appreciate all of these gifts. I, I I look forward to my Mother's Day gifts from Ruth. And the tile style is, um, you know, I'm, I'm going into the next phase here <laughs> with the tile style. <laughs> but she's really thoughtful. Like all these little gifts are very thoughtful. She's you. extremely thoughtful. Yes. She goes through each year and that's how she, she gives gifts. And I like to give gifts that way. I like mm-hmm. to give very personalized gifts for people. Yep. Remember when I sent you that nice fluffy bathrobe, Monica? Yes, Sheila, yeah, I like still use it, it all the time. Maybe yeah, I need a tile style. <laughs> all righty. Yeah. So, so, so Sheila, um, Sheila, it's so exciting to have you on the show, but it feels like you're kind of burying the lead about the big news in your family. Oh, my gosh. So, everybody, Ruth is engaged. Uh, what can I say? It's so exciting. Ruthie got engaged to Jeremy. Jeremy and Ruth have been together for almost 11 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he, he really did the engagement right. He asked her friends to design a ring. He took her out to a new restaurant. He proposed to her. They're very excited. And actually, today is Jeremy's birthday. Happy birthday, Jeremy. And uh, so what can I say? She's very excited about the engagement. But she's a little overwhelmed already by the thought of actually getting married. Do you know what I mean? About the wedding ceremony or actually committing to marriage? No, not the commitment, but the plan. She said, Mom, once you tell someone you're engaged, everybody wants to tell you what to do. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's so. And the thing is, our family, we are a save the date family. Are we not? We are. We are. We are save the date. And I have to tell you, there's no date we need to save yet. 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 (laughs) Okay. Okay, I just want to get clear that and and let you know, no date has been set. We are still working on the location, but I assume Ruth and Jeremy will get married in New York. They are New York kids. They met in New York. They grew up in New York. So that is good. The only news I have to share with you is that the, we talk, and Ruth and I talk a lot on the phone about this. Mm-hmm. And the other day she called me from work, and she said she'd been searching online for dresses. <laughs> and 
she has decided not to go in a traditional white wedding gown, which as Everybody knows Ruth. She's very non-traditional. Yes. Right. And, you know, the great thing about weddings, you can do whatever you want now, Sheila. That's great. Yeah. You so can what do is she whatever. Thinking of? Well, what she's she thinking, thinking of, of, I want to say this loud and clear in case anyone from the, this company is listening, Diane von Furstenberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diane wearing a wrap dress, like she, a wrap dress. She is. She wants to go with the designer Diane von Furstenberg, who has not only wrap dresses but long dresses, and for 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 lots of reasons, Diane von Furstenberg looks great on Ruthie, and she knows that, and she decided that's what she wants to go with. Okay, that's great. So, so and what about the mother of the bride? What about you, Sheila? Oh my gosh, Julie, I can't even think of that. But maybe I should go to you. You've had a lot of experience with that. Maybe I can come to you about suggestions. Okay. All right. Perhaps well, let's, we can have a conversation offline. But Sheila, you have a great sense of style. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure, and as the mother of the bride, that's a very important role. And right. you want you want to you want to look your best, and you want to f- feel very comfortable in what I, you wear. I will definitely be comfortable. So my plan this summer is to go. I'm going to visit Ruth and Jeremy in July, and I think we're going to do some dress shopping. Now well, I know that's fun. not the order that you normally do things. <laughs> you mean you think you start with the date? You see, yeah, we start with the location. You got to like lock in the venue. Yeah, but that's okay. Do it however you want. Sheila. What can I say? I am I am turning this over to her. I do not want to be the mother of the bride who tries to tell my daughter what to do, but I will be doing some serious nudging when I see her face to face in July. So don't worry. There might be a set the date card coming. We don't know, but we will be buying a dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ruthie has always been her own boss, right? From the time that she was really little and used to tell you exactly what her after-school plans were going to be. Remember? Yes. When she, like, yes. reorganized the whole after-school plan? When right. She was, like, in the third grade? <laughs> right. She said, I am not going to after-school, but I've set up five different mothers who can take us all at different days. And she did that. You're right, Liz. You're yes. right. And yeah. I remember on her 18th birthday, she had no plans. And in one day she had rented a loft and had over 200 friends <laughs> coming um, on, you know, just from her phone. So a lot can be done with your phone. And if I could just fi- find my if phone. you can find your phone. <laughs> I, I can help sure her. to put a tile on whatever outfit you decide to wear, Sheila. <laughs> Yes, Julie. Oh, my gosh. But it is exciting. It's a happy time. And I want to keep it happy. Keep it happy. Keep it happy. (laughs) Well, you know, sisters, that's great news. Monica, it sounds like you're going to have a fun summer. And Sheila, I, I, it's a very exciting time and I know you'll enjoy it with, you know, it's a really special time between mother and daughter. So that's great that you and Ruthie have such a close connection. Yes. So good to talk to both of you, Monica and Sheila. Thanks for coming on Satellite Sisters today. Oh, of course. Today. You're always welcome. You know, <laughs> Le- <laughs> Liam is out of town, so it's great to have you fill in. So thanks, you guys. Okay. Bye. Well, that's it for today. Hey, Liz, what do you have going on? What's on your to-do list for the week? For this week? Well, it's the royal wedding, of course. You know, I told you on the show a couple of weeks ago, I'll be slumber partying with my friend Lauren. She lives in Berkeley, California, and we wa- a million years ago, we watched Princess Diana's wedding together. So we decided to get together for this one, too. So I'm driving up to Berkeley for a slumber party at Lauren's. How about you? Well, actually, I have a big weekend. I'm heading to South Bend, Indiana. I'm going to the graduation ceremonies at the University of Notre Dame. Nice. Our godson is graduating with a degree in engineering. And so we're going up for the weekend. And it's one of those things where there are about 18 events, Liz. There's a baccalaureate mass. There's a main graduation. There's an engineering school graduation. There's there's all kinds of ceremonies. So that will be fun. But I think I'm going to be watching the royal wedding at a frat house because oh. I I haven't really wow. figured out my my wedding viewing venue yet, Liz. <laughs> but uh, but that, if that's what it had, takes to watch the royal wedding, that's what I'm willing to do. 
That is challenging. Well, the good thing is that in a frat house, none of them will be up at the hour that the wedding is actually right. taking I'm going to be the only one there with the fascinator. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for listening and for sharing our show with your own Satellite Sisters. Please spread the word. And thanks to our engineer, Sergio Enriquez, who did like yeoman's work today. With patching in various people. Please join our Satellite Sisters Facebook group. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Sat Sisters. I'm at SS Liz. And Julie, you are at Julie Satsis, correct? Yes, Liz. Okay. <laughs> you, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. You think you might be. We'll mm-hmm. have another very special guest next week. Leanne is still away, so we'll be joined by Kate Casey host of the podcast, Reality Life with Kate Casey. She will be our stunt sister. And who knows, we might even get another call from Sheila and Monica. In the meantime, call your satellite sister.